This episode of the Duct Tape Marketing Podcast is brought to you by Clavio. Clavio is a platform that helps growth focused e commerce brands drive more sales with super targeted, highly relevant email, Facebook, and Instagram marketing. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Duct Tape Marketing Podcast. This is John Jantz, and my guest today is Jane Worlow. She's a global speaker, best selling author, and business and executive coach. She's also the founder of two companies. Coaches Business School, a training company that helps coaches to succeed in business and sacred change makers, bringing together people who want to make a meaningful difference in the world. So Jane, thanks for joining me. And uh, why don't we start with um, kind of how did you get to this point in your journey? What, what, what have you done that's brought you here? You know, that's such a great question. And, um, you know, there's so many different ways I could answer it. But let me let me take you through something that feels like it's been a deepening experience for me. So I think when I first started my career out of university, I had a job. Then I got a career not long after that, after a few jobs, and I found where I wanted to go into leadership development. And so I started work as a consultant and started working in leadership development. That was my career. Then I started to realize that I wanted a deeper purpose in in my career. So I started really looking to see how I could make a difference and what I thought my purpose was in the world. And at that time, it was really about bringing kind of consciousness into business and strategizing with leaders across the world and their teams and really helping people to be the best they could be in the world. And from there, I think my purpose deepened a little more and I I built a, a, a business around the word resonance and it became a body of work where I help coaches. And then I think finally, that was what really started Coaches Business School, really bringing the conscious business into coaching. And then from there, I think it's only fair to say I deepened again and I felt like I had a calling. And that calling is sacred change makers to really help people around the world really turn and face the reality of some of the challenges we're facing in and around the world and make a meaningful difference with their lives and their businesses. All right. So let's let's start with I, I do need you to kind of sacred change makers sounds different than coaches business school. <laughs> Um, so uh, maybe is there a 30,000 foot view um, of, you know, what is Sacred Changemakers? Yeah, Sacred Changemakers is really, at its very heart, it's a community of people, but it's also giving um, people in professional change the resources that they need to be able to help their clients to create the bridge, if you like, from the what I call the me space to the we space. Now, I know that sounds abstract, but what I'm talking about here is I've spent my entire career working with leaders and businesses and I'm always engaged through what I call the me space like people come to me because they want to work with make their lives better make their financial stability better make their businesses better their leadership better it's all about me but now change is changing. And so that's not enough anymore. Now we've got to make the bridge to the we, to the world, to all of us. So now we're looking at, there's a lot of people and particularly, I mean, a ton of coaches, speakers, authors, people that want to make a real difference in this world, but they don't know how to bridge that gap between the me and the we. So those are the conversations we're having. Those are the resources we're creating for professional change makers to really start to help people make 
make a meaningful difference and build that bridge. And we've got a great framework with the United Nations Sustainable Development Goals. So we're also raising awareness to that at the same time. Is there anything in particular that led you to this initiative now? Right. Um, yes, there is. Um, and it was something that I resisted. Um, and um, back in May last year, I actually had a surgery. And as I was um, recovering from the surgery, one of the things I have a meditation practice, I've had it for over 20 years now. And I also channel like messages, information through that meditative practice. And uh, I was recovering from surgery. And I sat down and thought, well, I need to get rid of the pain. So I'm just going to do some meditation. And as I sat in meditation, I actually got a feeling that I wanted to channel a message. And this is, I mean, it sounds weird. It might sound weird to some listeners, but it's something that's just as easy as cleaning my teeth for me now. So I get grabbed my iPhone, turned it on, recorded the message, and I don't have any sense of what I record. And then I went back to my day and um, listened to it just before bed that night. And as I listened to my words, I, I was hearing my voice speak something I'd never heard before. It was like a, well, it's called a sacred invitation, but it's an ancient story that's calling all of us that are alive at this time on earth to remember why we're here, to remember that we're here to facilitate the evolution of humanity and create a world where we live knowing that we are interconnected with everything um, instead of isolating and using extractive leadership and business practices that take away from the world. So it's all about generative. So that for me was the wake up call. I resisted it. I didn't want to be like thought of as not having any rigor that I was channeling messages from the divine. It really scared me. But I got to the point where I realized it wasn't just my calling. It was actually our calling and I needed to share it with the world. And that was the beginning of Sacred Changemakers. So if somebody goes to um, sacredchangemakers.com, uh, they will see that you've outlined a massive goal. Um, how's <laughs> yes. that for? Uh, that's, I can use all kinds of other adjectives. Does that, um, does that intimidate you ever? No, it really doesn't. I mean, I've spent my entire life working with people on what they believe is impossible and pushing the membrane of possibility for, you know, us as individuals, as businesses, as organizations, you know, and I really believe this is what we're being called to now um, as humans, you know, it's to remember we are global citizens. We're all in this together. We're all interconnected. And it's time that we started living and remembering that we are part of this ecosystem. So for me, it almost feels inevitable, John, that this is the work I'm here to do. You know, ironically, uh, we've probably uh, experienced a four or five year period where we've actually had more pushback against that idea than maybe the last 20 years. So does that make you more inspired or does that um, feel like the job is actually bigger? It actually makes me feel like there's a great quote, you know, the, the darkest hour is always just before the dawn. And so it reminds me that, you know, sometimes things have to get worse before they'll get better. And we're certainly experiencing that now. And I also think sometimes things come along that will break us open. 
And I think that is exactly what we're going through now in the world and that we are being broken open. We are being called to wake up. And I think there are a number of us that are doing exactly that. And there's some amazing things that are very inspiring to me happening around the world. Are they getting mainstream media? No, not always. But they're still there. They're still happening. And we are beginning to move in the right direction. So from a practical standpoint, can you explain how um, the community works? Sure. Yeah. Well, we're experimenting with a new business model. And we've actually taken the United Nations Sustainable Development Goals because we didn't just want to teach the solutions. We actually wanted to be the solution at the same time. So what we've done is we've integrated the United Nations Development Goals with giving projects. So people come into our community, they learn alongside us. And every time they reach certain milestones, we actually support different projects around the world that are helping to to, you know, bring more equity into the world aligned with the United Nations Sustainable Development Goals. So it's not about our members donating. Everything is baked into the profitability model. And we so our members are kind of making a bigger impact just by joining us in community and learning. So do you want to tell um, just the I guess it's got to be the short version because we don't have too much time of, of the story of uh, Sacred Changemakers? Not, not the business, the, the, yeah, the historical. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, would, would we call it myth or what would we call it? <laughs> I guess we'd call it, um, well, I'd definitely call it an ancient story. It feels like something from our, um, our ancestry, from our lineage. It feels like a soul deep message for us all to really start to wake up and remember. And that's what it feels like. And what's interesting for me is the more I've um, shared this story, the more people from indigenous communities has reached out to me because this is, they've known this, they've known this for a long time. They talk about us as living through a prophecy right now. And that's exactly what the, the sacred invitation and the change makers feels like to me. It's about this work and it's not just about what we do in the world, but it's about who we're being and getting very intentional about that. So you know, it really is remembering that, you know, we our lives are short. We're not here for very long, but why are we here and why are we here now? And I think this sacred path that we're all walking on is ours to create for ourselves, to really decide what is the world needing from me right now? And also what is feeding me, what keeps me inspired, keeps me whole and at my best so I can keep stepping forward courageously with the message that wants to emerge through me. And so there's more of a receptivity with it in this type of leadership style. It's the balance of the masculine and the feminine, the wholeness walking forward. And I believe that's really true in business as well. I want to remind you that this episode is brought to you by Clavio. Clavio helps you build meaningful customer relationships by listening and understanding cues from your customers. And this allows you to easily turn that information into valuable marketing messages. There's powerful segmentation, email autoresponders that are ready to go, great reporting. You want to learn a little bit about the secret to building customer relationships? They've got a really fun series called Clavio's Beyond Black Friday. It's a docu-series, a lot of fun, quick lessons. Just head on over to Clavio.com Beyond BF, Beyond Black Friday. Talk a little bit about how this has been received because, again, this is not – I don't think that 
you would say that this is just an effort to have people, you know, do the right thing, join you that believe in this already. I mean, it's really about impacting, you know, major, major uh, corporations in a lot of ways because they have a lot of impact. <laughs> um, so h- how would you say that um, that aspect has been received? You know, it's interesting. There is a deep hunger for this kind of work. And I notice that. And the more I kind of be courageous and bold and step out with a message that is very clear, then the more people are responding and and coming to me and saying, you know, this is exactly what we need. This is exactly what we need right now, Jane. We just don't know how. Can you help support us in the how? And what's interesting is there's a number of organizations that have had this in their marketing. They've had a deep purpose in their marketing. But now with impact investing, the money stream is drying up if people are not embodying and living their purpose. And so now they're, you know, I'd say even just a year ago, people were whispering to me that they wanted this, but didn't know if they could come out and say it. Now people are saying, yes, we need this. There's a real hunger for it. And, you know, I just love it because now we can actually get to work building businesses that inspire the human spirit rather than kind of continuously practices that take away from the world and our well-being. Could you, uh, is there a way for you to give a specific example of a company or two? You don't have to name names if, uh, although I, su- I assume they're public players, but, um, of companies that have, you know, what they've actually done. So they've, they've said, okay, yeah, I believe this. I want the vehicle for this. What have they, what, what have they actually done that would be a, a, an example of, of embracing this? Right. Well, it's really interesting because I could talk to the obvious things like cleaning up the supply chain, looking at their carbon footprint, all those things. But the things that I'm most interested in is the way that business models are shifting. And there's one company in particular, Patagonia, who, of course, lots of people talk about Patagonia, but they've really changed the way that they're dealing with customers as well. So they're not only dealing with their internals and the culture of the company and the way that the leadership show up and, you know, the way that they they really help people to kind of for it to be a good place to come to work but they've actually shifted their business model what this means is they realize that they don't want to keep making new things that are only going to end up in the landfill so what they've done is they've shifted the model so now you can take your kids you can buy a coat from Patagonia they'll probably only wear it for one year because they're growing yes we all know kids do you can then take it back to the store they'll buy it for a second hand price and you can then or you can credit it in and buy another one for next year so this sharing economy now is really hitting retail as well and people are really rethinking what it means not only to be a leader but to be a business and to do something that's generative and sustainable in the world yeah, I know. Publicly, they were one of the first manufacturers to to right. know, em- embrace this. Send it in, we'll repair it. <laughs> you know, don't uh, don't don't get right. rid of it. You know, and uh, right. um, and and as you said, and create a marketplace to resell their goods, which you know they benefit from probably not at all. So, what um, what have you found has been kind of your effective way? I mean, how are you getting? Obviously, your mission is very very large. Uh, so is the world. How are you effectively getting the word out? Yeah, so we've actually moved to a meta level. So what we're doing is we're using a lot of content. Um, thank you to you for everything you've helped us with. Um, we're using a lot of content to really drive the education that's needed around this. But also we've gone to a meta level, which means I'm stepping back from actually working with organizations now. I'm actually teaching the people that will be going into the organizations so that they can, so we can pull together the resources, not just from me, but from some trusted colleagues as well. 
where we're actually really equipping the change makers to go into organizations, to work with the leaders and really hold their hand through what is some huge transformation processes that are being asked of them. This is probably going to be the hard question. Um, (laughs) Is there a way for you to say this is our singular goal? Well, there's one goal, and that is to make a million impacts by 2030 through the United Nations Sustainable Development Goals. So I can say that. Um, and um, through that, there are leveraged impacts that we want to be having through the change makers that we work with as well. But they're not identified in the same way. So you're probably going to have to explain what an impact is. Yes. So an impact is, um, well, it, it differs with different projects, to be honest. But what has, what an impact is, it could be anything from um, a day's access to water for a family. It could be a month's worth of seeds. It could be a goat or a chicken. It could be some, reclaiming some meals in the US from restaurants that then go to the homeless. So every impact is defined in a different way, depending on the United Nations Sustainable Development Goal that it's aligned to. Okay, so I guess one other logical question would be, is there a place where somebody can uh, l- learn very deeply about these goals, the, the, the United Nations goals? I mean, I just yes, certainly. A, where would that be? Uh, that would be the United Nations Foundation.org. Um, and you can learn about them there. Or you can come to the Sacred Changemakers website. We've got a lot of information on them there as well. And, and when you talk about an impact like water for a week or something, that might actually be a company doing something that is seemingly very insignificant, right? Right. To produce that impact. Right. So we're, we, we align with a number of projects and a number of charities that do all of that better than we do around the world. And so we've picked specific projects that we're going to be um, – really supporting as we move forward. And so uh, tell us again where um, you, people can find out more about Sacred Changemakers and any anywhere else you would invite people to visit. Yeah, so we have two websites, sacredchangemakers.com and sacredchangemakersu.com, which has got more education and information on it. And if somebody was thinking, huh, obviously they can go to the sites and find out more. What would be the best way for them to get a real sense of, of how they might um, be a part of this? Yeah, so go to sacredchangemakers.com because there you will also see a video of me speaking to the sacred invitation. If this is your calling, you will know when you hear that and, and then it will show you what to do next. But you can, that's out there in the universe now. You can actually hear that and see if it is something that's calling to you too. Awesome. Well, Jane, this was fascinating. Thanks so much for joining me and spending a little time. Hopefully we'll see you soon uh, someday out there on the road. Yeah, thanks, John. 